0: Peace be with you all. This Pentecost Sunday morning, if we've been paying attention, we've heard the Pentecost story twice already, in the opening hymn and then in our choir anthem today. So instead of rereading the Pentecost story from the book of Acts, I wanted to focus on a passage from the book of Romans to show how in the early church, the Holy Spirit was a significant part of the everyday life. It was a part of the identity of the early and new church. It was birthing something new in the world. So the passage from Romans 8 is just one paragraph out of a full letter that people are writing that write books still this thick on the book of Romans. But we're entering in just this small portion that allows us to hear the importance of the Holy Spirit in the church, may God add a blessing to the hearing of this holy word. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But we hope for what we do not see. We wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs, Too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, send your Holy Spirit upon us, that as we have received this word, we may be given understanding. And wisdom to do what you would will and to be as you would have us in Jesus name. Amen. With sighs too deep for words. The spirit intercedes for us. With mute groanings, the spirit prays for us with inexpressible sobbing, the breath of God intervenes for us because we do not know how to pray. Thank God the Spirit does know how to pray and does so with power and artistry and wisdom and gut-level compassion. Yesterday, I stood at the bedside in a hospital of someone whose physical life was only being made possible by means of a breathing machine. Air flowing in and out, rhythmically like a gentle yet persistent sighing. this person, this life, this body, mind, spirit, this beloved child of God could not utter his own prayers. And so we prayed on his behalf. Taking hands of spouse and the one being kept alive, we prayed haltingly and unsurely, grasping toward faith, gasping towards the ineffable mystery of grace giving thanks for life, for breath, for life well lived, for light and for miracles and presence. We pray for wholeness and comfort, for God's steadfastness in the midst of gut-wrenching sorrow. We used our human words. We prayed on behalf of all others who would join us in our prayers there. Family, congregation, pastors. And we pray that beyond our frail words, the Spirit would speak on his behalf, on ours, with sighs too deep for words. Beyond our understanding and bring comfort and forgiveness and restoration and reunion. Pentecost Sunday is a really good moment to remember the power of the Spirit. The breath of God. And how that spirit sustains us, forgives us, renews us, restores us, and empowers us to do the work of the kingdom. Pentecost Sunday is a day we remember the outpouring of the spirit upon the church. It is the day we remember the fulfillment of Jesus' promise that he would send another comforter. We call this day the birthday of the church. The life and work of the church begins with the spirit. We should have cake to celebrate. Did anybody bring a cake? Darn it. The Apostle Paul says to those Roman Christians, We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, waiting for the fullness of God's kingdom to be born in our midst. The entire reading from Romans 8 could only be truly understood in the context and from the viewpoint of giving birth. Every time Paul speaks of groaning and sighing, he's talking about a woman in labor pains. There is agony and pain and struggle and instinctual drive that disallows words. Longing for the redemption of our bodies, for the restoration of our beings, our body, mind, spirit, Into the fullness of the image of God. All creation is groaning in eager longing, like a woman in travail, in giving birth. And when the child is born, what is the most anticipated sign of life? Breath. Breath. That first intake of air and that agonistic cry that says, I am alive. And before a child has words, she has a breath-filled wail that says, I don't know how to do this. Someone help me. With sighs too deep for words, with groaning beyond comprehension, with wailing outside the realm of, in, of expressible thoughts, the Spirit speaks and prays. Death. Death. And life. Birth and breath. The spirit of God. The breath of the Lord is, is with us all the way. Interceding when we don't know what to do and what to pray. A week ago in this very spot on a Saturday night. We had a wedding here at Pinnacle. First one in quite a while. It was one of those beautiful moments Those moments between birth and death. And another day to be reminded of the remarkable work of the Spirit, bringing two lives together, to commit and covenant together, to make promises to face what is unknowable. The day of Pentecost is also like a wedding. The Spirit and the church are wed together. When we remember that Pentecost Sunday almost 2,000 years ago, it's like we're going through a renewal of wedding vows. We acknowledge the commitments we make together with God's Spirit to be the church, living, wedded to God through the Spirit. Here's just a little bit of the sermon that I preached at this wedding a week ago modify it a bit for our Pentecost Sunday but see how the encouragements of this sermon can be a prelude to the vows we will take in renewing our baptismal commitments this Pentecost Sunday or as we were reminded in the children's sermon every Sunday is special so we renew through the spirit our vows blessed be the tie that binds this day You and the Spirit join your lives with solemn and joyful vows. We all are here to witness the cherished act of these two joining together their lives in blessed bonds of love through the profession of vows and covenanting. You have persevered persevered through many years of challenges to get to this day. Your life together has already begun, especially as you have faced these challenges and overcome them with ingenuity and creativity, tenacity and grace. This is a welcome day. A day to share in the encouragements, to honor the commitments you have made and will make. I encourage you further, be who you are and be willing to be more than you have been. Be gracious. Be patient, be kind, be hospitable to the stranger you rediscover in each other, welcoming this lovely stranger to the hospitality of your table and your hearth and your heart. Rediscover the friend you have in each other. Be courageous, be vulnerable, be present, that is, show up each day for each other be open to the newness that you discover in one another day by day week by week month by month year by year and be aware that is learn to listen not only to the words each other speaks but to the way the body and the heart communicates beyond words be conscious seeking to live not only moment by moment, but planning for the future in ways that honor who you are and who you have been and who you are becoming. Be compassionate towards one another and those who fill your daily lives. Be creative as you already are, for your creativity energizes and nourishes your spirit. Be adventurous, seeking to draw forth the adventurer in each other. Be steadfast. That is, be faithful to one another, honoring and keeping the vows and commitments you make this day. And finally, be in love. Not just the amorous feelings and intentions that have brought you here to this day, but be in in a love that is greater than you yourselves currently know. Be in a love that is attested to by friends and family and to the witness of the church, be in love that holds you in a sustaining embrace and feeds heart, mind, body, and soul. Be in love, a love that is as big as God and holds you and sustains you. Blessed be the tie that binds. Amen? With sighs too deep for words, A couple who spends their lives together learn to interpret the movements and intentions of their beloved. They learn to read the heart. They learn to interpret the sighs, and grow in articulating love and in actions and words and words beyond words. And so it is with us. The spirit is present in our birth. The spirit is present in and at our death. The Spirit is present throughout our lives, renewing, sustaining, comforting, empowering. The Spirit intercedes for us so that we can honor the commitments we make with integrity and grace. And it is the breath of God. Oh. That prays on our behalf. That draws us ever closer to God, to whom we as a church are wedded to the bridegroom, the one who is the host at this wedding feast set before us today. As the Spirit brought about the birth of the church, so the Spirit celebrates with us here today as we renew our promises to be God's beloved. And we are to continue to celebrate this feast, proclaiming Christ's death and resurrection until he comes. And in the meantime, The Spirit is our respirator. And we are dependent for every breath upon the living, life-giving Spirit of God. We approach this great mystery of this feast hand in hand with the one who prays for us, with sighs too deep for words. Amen.